Welcome everyone to the Apocalypse Podcast. I'm Steve. He is Reverend Dr. Lawrence Van Beek. Yes, he is, folks. It's it's the middle of the day. I feel I I, I feel a little more. Um, what do you call that? I don't. Oh, I don't feel anything at all. It's the middle of the day. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Fair enough. I'm still at work, so. Yeah, that's right. That's, and typically, we actually do this when we're both still at work. But you know, in the middle of the day, you kind of catch mm-hmm. us in the middle of the day. Yeah. Personalities yeah, of each other, right? You know. Yeah, yeah. It's a different. It's going to be a different thing altogether. Yeah, yeah. So, so th- this one today, Stephen, it, the message is going to be very simple. His examples are quite complex. <laughs> <laughs> he decided we'll to. Get it- Huh? He decided to raise the bar on the on the uh, similes and the analogies. It's this type of thing that people think that it was not Peter the fisherman that was writing. I get you. But of you. course, if he wrote this 30 years after he was fishing, I mean, people change in 30 years. Yeah, yeah. So, he he might have got a subscription to Audible. Uh, well, he could have. He, he could have <laughs> had that collection of great books that you've got. <laughs> That I can't get rid of now. Yes, I wish I'd given, <laughs> almost wish I'd given them to Devon. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but they're still great books. Um, <clears throat> so folks, we're in Second Peter 2, if you didn't catch on. Um, and we're going to just kind of plow through this paragraph by paragraph in the New English uh, version. No, sorry, in the English Standard Version. Yes. Uh, lately, later, I'll actually figure out what version we're reading, but we're in English uh, Standard Version. So I'll plow through one to three in the first, and then we'll keep going on kind of that road. Chapter two, verse one. But false prophets also rose among the people, just as there will be false teachers among you who will secretly, who will secretly bring in destructive heresies, even denying the master who bought them, bringing upon themselves swift destruction, and many will follow their sensuality. And because of them, the way of the truth will be blasphemed. And in their greed, they will exploit you with false words. Their condemnation from long ago is not idle, and their destruction is not asleep. So obviously what he's talking about now are um, are people coming into the congregations. So remember, if this was written by Peter, we said it would have been written about 65. So, so we're no longer primitive church. The church is getting established. You know, they've been moving away from the synagogues and they're established and they've got their own. Some of them have their own buildings. We still we still think they're mostly house churches, hmm. but they might be meeting in halls and things like that. Much as much as churches do anywhere when they get started. Right. 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 And there are people coming in and they're bringing heretical ideas. Right. Uh, now, these heretical ideas might they, they could they could be uh, docetic ideas. Docetism hmm. was was the idea of thoughts that, uh, and part of the big thing with docetism was Jesus didn't come in the flesh. He actually only appeared to be here, right? Okay. Different, it's a form of Gnosticism. Different forms of Gnosticism had, had these differing ideas about who Jesus could be. Actually, to the place where some of the Gnostics talk about the Christian church as being, as being the great powerful one that, that held them down. <laughs> now, now, by the second and third century, when Gnosticism was was full blown, that that actually could have been true, but but we ought, we don't look at the first century church that way, right? Okay. These are these guys are just bringing in the whole idea of Jesus, and already he's talking about heresies coming <clears> into the church. <throat> okay, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, just 30 years said, later, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 30 years later. And they're denying um, the master who brought them up. So they're denying Jesus. And I think the, the denial of Jesus is that Jesus actually came in the flesh and that he died in the flesh. Hmm. These are the kind of things that, that he was fully human and died as a man, though he was also still fully God, right? So so that was that was the thing that they're trying to figure out in these in the first century. And they follow their own sensuality. So some of these guys then were they felt that um, that whatever you did in the body was fine. Hmm. So Jesus saves us um, and he saves us from sin, right? But but our own sensuality, that's that's a part of our humanity, not a part of our spirituality. So it doesn't matter what you do in the body. <laughs> It very, you know, doesn't it sound like, you know, you know, the 1990s um, North America, really? <laughs> yeah. 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 But yeah. when all of our evangelists went, went crashing down in the late 80s and early 90s. Right. Uh, although they weren't your evangelists. Most of them were Pentecostal. <laughs> we yeah, all claimed them, Larry. Pentecostal leadings. Yeah, we yeah. all claimed them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. The E3... Because they didn't do anything, they didn't have any of these issues. <laughs> we had Chuck. <laughs> we had Chuck Swindoll. That's ours. That's our shining that's light right. out of the E free. Uh, and unfortunately, he, he's actually one of the best preachers I've ever heard. <laughs> I mean, he's he, he's he's still doing it, right? He's still yeah. preaching. It. Yeah. Um, but anyway, anyway, so that was the issue. He he's talking about people coming into the church, and they're greedy and they're exploiting people for for money. Oh, doesn't that sound like like? Mm -hmm. All evangelists today, and their condemnation um, from long ago um, is set. So these guys are going to their condemnation set. And then he gives the examples, and that gets a little more difficult. Okay, so picking it up in verse four, then, for if God did not spare angels when they sinned, but cast them into hell and committed them to chains of of gloomy darkness to be kept until the judgment, if He did not spare the ancient world, but preserved Noah, a herald of righteousness with seven others, when he brought a flood upon the world of the ungodly. If by turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah to ashes, he condemned them to extinction, making them example of what's going to happen to ungodly. And if he rescued righteous Lot, greatly distressed by the sensual conduct of the wicked, for that, for as that righteous man lived among them day after day, he was tormenting, <laughs> tormenting, his righteous soul over their lawless deeds that he saw and heard. Then the Lord knows how to rescue the godly from trials and to keep the unrighteous under punishment until the day of judgment, and especially those who indulge in the lust of defiling passion and despise authority. Intriguing, isn't it? Yes. So he, he uses a triad here of examples, the three examples of, um, of God helping and then not sparing. So his examples are the angels, and then Sodom and Gomorrah, uh, I missed one, and Noah, and then Sodom and Gomorrah, right? And yeah. no, I also like it that Lot is is so highly esteemed by him. <laughs> but when, when you read the story, he, he was kind of a jerk, but that's okay. <laughs> Which gives, us, gives the rest of us hope, right? Yeah, that's <laughs> right, that's right. Okay, we can all be a lot. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so first of all, God did not spare his angels, but when they sinned, he cast them into hell. And if you look at that little A at the bottom, that probably says Tartarus, Tartarus. Yep. Tart Tartarus, yeah. And um, it was it's funny because Peter's the only guy to ever say this. And Tartarus was um, 
was a uh, was a Greek place for the for the keeping of the um, of the gods. That remember they they trap the immortals in in Tartar- Tartarus, and then if you watch any of the movies lately, um, those immortals escape and they fight against Zeus and the others. Hmm. Uh, eventually, lose. Hades is one of them. Hades is 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 kind of the the controller of this group, and so hell was probably too too strong a term. Hades would have been a better term. And Tartarus is the actual term used by Peter. Hmm. So that's that's where these angels end up. The the other piece of this, and then they're 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 chained in in blooming darkness until the judgment. Now now Peter picks this up. We think they used to think Jude picked this up from Peter. Jude six talks about the angels being held in chains of darkness. Right. Um, later they felt that maybe Peter picked this up from Jude or, or they both had a common source, but, but they also, if you go back to the intertestamental period, this, this, uh, this little piece about the angel sinning and being held is actually in the book of the watchers. <laughs> Bless you. So it's a, it's a pseudepigraphic book. Okay. Um, that was that was written in five parts in the in in the um, what we call the intertestamental period or second temple period. So this was written probably from um, 400 BC, 300 BC, all the way up to the first century AD. Okay. That at that Edom, and this this piece here comes out of the Book of the Giants, and it, it talks about the angels getting together, and the angels talk about um, they see women and they go. Oh, we would we would really like to spend some time with these women, and um, and they make a pact with each other that because one of them says, "Well, if we do this, God is going to punish us." They go, "Okay, then we will choose to accept God's punishment so that we can be with these women." So I think they were teenage angels, actually. <laughs> not, <laughs> yeah, but later on, you're thinking a little clearer. Yeah, not <laughs> thinking the error of their ways. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. That's right. And and what they do in the book of in this book is they actually go down and they they teach women, and they teach mankind about um, metallurgy, like working with metal, <laughs> and um, and magic arts, and antimony. Um, and antimony is is putting on makeup. Okay. So so I mean they were gorgeous women, but you can always do a little better. <laughs> 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 Tread carefully, my friend. That's oh, all I'm saying. No, I mean, <laughs> Tread I mean, carefully. These guys, these guys are being chained in gloom until the end of, until the end of time, right? So, so they're really messed up. These guys have these these angels have really messed up. Right now, others others say that these angels are actually um, t- are the ones talked about in Genesis chapter six, verse four, when it talks about um, the sons of God came down and married the daughters of men. Right. And created the Nephilim, the great and and men of great renown, were the Nephilim, and so these angels that come down and marry the daughters of men, um, from about the time of um, I'm going to say origin, but it's not origin; it's the other guy. I forgot his name. Isn't that terrible? Anyway, from from around that time, they started saying because um, origin is is in the in the second century, right. it's not until the third century. Who's the guy who starts with an A? The church father, big big. Big church father. Oh, that's terrible that I forgot him. No, I've got nothing either. It's just odd, yeah. right? It's just gone. Oh, it's okay. Uh, we'll come up with it later. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, he felt that, uh, of course, and that that angels could not marry men, and and the church feels that way anyway. From 
from you know the from the from the scriptures that say you'll be like the angels in heaven who neither marry or are given in marriage. Right. Uh, right. But so they feel like angels could not marry and could not copulate with people. Right. Um, and so what they do with the Genesis passage is they say that must be the daughters, um, the sons of Cain marrying the daughters of Seth. Ah. And, and they put it that way so that they keep it amongst humanity. Okay. But but the book of the book of the Watchers, and possibly here in Peter and in Jude as well, they actually accept that alternate view hmm. of the angels coming down. Okay. And Mary. so so it, it makes it. Um, it, it shows you that that these these scripture writers had a had a larger body of material that they used than that than we used, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that they could accept things that that become a little harder for us verbal plenary guys. <laughs> um, and so so that's kind of an intriguing thing. The, his point is very simple. He had these angels; they didn't follow what he wanted, and he cast them into darkness. Then he uses the second example that he didn't spare the ancient world, but he preserved Noah. So with all of the people in the world in, in at Noah's time, God destroyed them all and he saved the eight, right? right. Um, Noah, Noah and his kids and, and their wives is is all that were saved from that. So so he says, you know, even back then, Noah and the seven others, he, he brought a, a flood on the ungodly, okay? Which is a very scriptural thing. And then the third one is also scriptural, is Sodom and Gomorrah. So it's interesting to me that he uses, um, possibly uses an extra biblical example along with two biblical examples. Yeah. Um, that's why other people would say, oh, it can't be the angels from Enoch. Mm-hmm. It has to be something different. But, but anyway, and then the third one, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, is it also that he could be just using three things that they would readily identify with and know? Yes, but then, then what happens is the people who say that they would say that um, that Peter and Jude did not use these books because they accepted them. They used them because their audience accepted them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they which dan- is, uh, danced around it that way. And and I, and if you ask me, that's a big stretch to maintain your your position. <laughs> but if but if you have a position, you're, you're willing to do the stretch. Yeah, thing. it's a it's a hill you're willing to die on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't want to die on any hill. No, actually, no, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> By a beach, maybe, but you know, no, not on a hill. <laughs> no, I, well, for me, it's in the line at the bank, and I die of an aneurysm, and everybody has to wait while they while they drag me out of there. I'm just totally in everybody's way, <laughs> and they're so annoyed. They're so annoyed. Yeah. <laughs> Either that, or I'll climb up on the bridge. Um, the Lionsgate Bridge at rush hour can make everybody have to wait while, while I jump off the bridge. I was there one time when a guy was jumping off the bridge. And I, I got to tell you, Steve, people were saying, just let him jump. We, we got to get home. It's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Humanity at its finest right there. Oh, yeah, yeah. You don't, you don't get sympathy at Russia. Anyway, then the third one is Sodom and Gomorrah. Right. And, of course, of course the, the whole point of Sodom and Gomorrah is is that the people had become so corrupt and 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 their their sexual desires were so corrupt that remember those two men the two angels came and the people came back they wanted to have sexual relations with those two people uh with the two angels and and lot offers his daughters instead 
that's why you know this righteous man stuff doesn't fit our <laughs> it doesn't fit you know 21st century morality no <laughs> you got to go back to to um to 12th century bc morality or yeah. something but but anyway lot was greatly distressed and and god god then he was tormented day after day you, you don't get any real that so that would be in the um, intertestamental literature that they would talk about. They would develop Lot in this way, mm. and that these guys are reading that kind of literature, and yep. and so they're they're looking at Lot that way as well. So this is the way you know the rabbis are teaching them about Lot, and then the Lord he rescued Lot from his trials, and and he keeps the unrighteous under punishment until the judgment day, especially those who who indulge in the lust defiling passion and despising authority mm. which is that's an interesting so, one, right? so one is sexual passion right and the other is um is going against your pastor kind of kind of idea yeah <laughs> and, he, and he sticks that into peter as well yeah 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 now when he talks about despising authority he's gonna he's gonna develop it a little further later on and talk about angelic beings actually mm. which again some people think are church authorities and yep. others say, well, it's actually angels, just like, like Jude talks about Michael, um, arguing it was Satan, and he doesn't he doesn't defile Satan. He just says um, Moses belongs in heaven. Mm -hmm. Okay, which is interesting. Okay, so Next picking one. it up halfway through uh, verse ten is kind of where we stop, folks. So bold and willful, they do not tremble as they blaspheme the glorious ones. Whereas the angels, though greater in might and power, do not pronounce a blasphemous judgment against them before the Lord. But these, like irrational animals, creatures of instinct, born to be caught and destroyed, blaspheming about matters which they are ignorant, will also be destroyed in their destruction, suffering wrong as the wage for their wrongdoing. They count it pleasure to revel in the daytime. Their blots and blemishes revealing in their deceptions, or reveling in their deceptions while they feast with you. They have eyes full of adultery, insatiable for sin. They entice unsteady souls. They have, gone, they, have, they have hearts trained in greed, accursed children. Forsaking the right way, they have gone astray. They fall the way of Balaam, son of Beor, who loved gain from wrongdoing, but was rebuked, rebuked for his own transgression. A speechless donkey spoke with human voice and restrained the prophet's madness. What a speech. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's really going hard now. So again, um, the bold and willfulness is they're blaspheming the glorious ones. They're speaking poorly against uh, angelic beings, right? And he says, you can't do that. You just don't do that. You don't pronounce a blasphemous judgment against them before the Lord. So, so they're 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 being silly about about angels, and he's saying, you know, you can't do that, right? You just you cannot. And and Jude does the same thing with Michael, and he says these guys are just like irrational animals, and um, they're going to be destroyed, hmm. which is kind of rough. Um, <laughs> but. <laughs> Yeah. See ya. Yeah. yeah. And they're suffering wrong, and that's going to be as the wage for their wrongdoing. So their own suffering is what, what they're going to get. But these guys are reveling in the daytime. It's almost like, do you remember David's son's um, son when they, they would, uh, when he, when, um, was it Absalom who had relations with David's wives on the roof? I believe so, um, yes. To, to criticize David. It's, it's that kind of thing. 
they don't they don't have any sense of propriety at all. Mm, mm, mm. And their blots and their blemishes, they're reveling in their deceptions while they feast with you. So they're 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 being very irreverent in the Lord's Supper. Some of this actually makes me think because sometimes you know we can be irreverent in, yep. in the stuff we do, and it, it kind of scares me a little bit to be honest. Yeah, yeah, and um, and their blots and blemishes, they have eyes full of adultery, insatiable for sin. They entice the unsteady souls, um, and they have their greed. They are cursed children, forsaking the right way. They've gone astray. So, so it's almost like it's almost like the stuff we hear about ministers and churches that are that are using spiritual uh, manipulation mm. um, to to work with their congregation, and they're they're getting involved in in um, in adultery, and they're getting involved in greed. And this is what he's saying. He's saying, these guys are in your church and they're not respecting the authority of the church, the authority of the pastor. Um, but they're they're actually doing all of these wrong things and everybody's going with them because this is this is not a, a big, a big step away from from people's past. Mm. If you're in, if you're in Greece and, and in Rome, um, this kind of lifestyle was was normal. For the for the non-Christian, so for it to come into the church and continue on, wouldn't be uh, wouldn't be very far out of the way of normality for them. Okay, right. Okay, and then he says you've gone the way of Balaam, of course, and we all know Balaam. Balaam is he was going to was the Midianites. He was going to to help the Midianites. I believe so. Yeah. yeah, and he starts beating his donkey, and his donkey start, speaks to him and says, "You know what? What are you doing, man?" Yeah. I'm just trying to save your life here. Yeah. And the interesting thing with Balaam is after the donkey speaks to him, he he still goes there, but he and he doesn't he doesn't prophesy against the the Israelites, but he still teaches them how they, they can they can cause God to punish his own people. He says, you know, you marry them and and have relationships with them, and then God will punish them, and you'll you'll get what you want. And they do that, and it and it works for them. And yeah. God kills Balaam for, <laughs> yeah. for, the, advice, for yeah. the advice he gave. Yeah. <laughs> dumb, dumb, dumb man. <laughs> yeah, well done, doofus. Here's your yeah. reward. <laughs> yeah. And by the way, I don't know if Balaam was his real name because Balaam means destroyer of the people. Oh, imagine that coming out of, oh, who's this? Well, this is little destroyer of the people over here. <laughs> I am the destroyer of the people, God's prophet, destroyer of the people. Yeah. Yeah. He's he mentioned in Revelation along with the Nicolaitans, which also... Um, Balaam is destroyer of the people in, in Hebrew, and uh, Nicolaitans is destroyer of the people or conqueror of the people in Greek. <laughs> you remember Nike was the uh, the god of destruction. Oh, perfect. Or the god of conquering, actually. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. I, I'm so glad I wear New Balance shoes more, than, more and more every day. Which um, is better as you get older, because you better hang on to whatever balance you have. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's right. All right, folks, picking it up at verse 17. These are the... Wa these are waterless springs and mists driven by a storm. For them, the gloom of utter darkness has been reserved. For speaking loud boasts of folly, they entice by sensual passions of the flesh those who are barely escaping from those who live in error. They promise them freedom, but they themselves are slaves of corruption. For whatever becomes or overcomes a person, to that he is enslaved. For if, after they have after they have escaped the defilements of the world through the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. They are 
again entangled in them and overcome, the last state has become even worse than the first. For it would, it would have been better for them to never have known the way of righteousness than after knowing it, turn back from the holy commandment delivered to them. What a true proverb says has happened to them. A dog returns its own vomit, vomit, and the sow, after washing herself, returns to wallow in the mire. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's he's good with the imagery. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. That, and not holding back at this point. Like, he's not saying, well, you know, it's something to think about. I, I've seen a dog vomit and then go back and, and eat it, and it's, it's very unpleasant. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's nothing good about this. <laughs> no, 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 the, the pig thing isn't as bad, you know. No, they, 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 yeah. And they wallow, yeah. So anyway, so so that's what these guys are. They're, um, you know, they're boasting. They're they're sexually immoral. Um, they're promising freedom, but this this type of freedom is actually something that enslaves people, hmm. right? The, I am, you know, I am a Christian. I'm free of, from all things. Actually, you're not. If if it's if you're if you're if you're um, if you're if you can't stop smoking and you're you're, you know, you're held to smoking. You're actually a slave to smoking. You're a slave to your job. You're a slave to, oh, I threw that in. You're a slave to, um, to your passions. Alcoholics struggle very, very hard to get away from their alcoholism, right? Because there's actual physical things that that that, that does to you. And so, so he's saying that that's what these people are. And he says their their later state is worse than their first state because they've actually known the truth. And and they're 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 doing this kind of stuff that has actually become worse for them. And so so therefore he's saying all that he's really saying in this is there's these people coming into your church and they're they're telling you that you can live a way that, that scripture doesn't teach and you cannot follow that. Do not listen to these people, do not follow their ways. And he uses all of those examples, biblical and extra biblical, to say. Hmm. I'm done. Oh, <laughs> I was like, I was expecting more. It's just like, no. <laughs> there really isn't anything more to say. I'm not criticizing. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I, for some reason, just the way you ended, I just thought, huh. Um, wow. What a chapter. Yeah. Like Peter is not holding or whoever the authorship is, whatever, if we want to play that game. We, we've got to stop reading all these Bible verses. They're making me feel very guilty. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> I've had enough of being, of being, um, of made felt guilty. And hang on a second. Am I being made felt guilty or am I experiencing proper guilt? Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to choose the latter rather than the former. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we, we should on, on our, you know, on our well listened to uh, podcast here. So. <laughs> That's right. Larry, that was great. Subscribed podcast. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Our heavily subscribed, uh, oversubscribed. Oversubscribed. <laughs> That's one of my favorites. Larry, that was fa fascinating and fantastic. Thanks so much for enlightening that. Um, folks, as you can see, Peter's not holding back. He's just laying it all out for us, right? We follow some of these odd heresies at times. And rather than respecting the authority of, of what God has laid before us, such a great, great passage. So much power in it. We're so thankful that you could join us on this journey. We're grateful for you, our listeners. And we'll be back in about a week's time when we're going to revisit 
2 Peter, except we'll be in chapter 3, and we'll go at it there. I'm Steve, he was Larry, and this is the Apocalypse Podcast.